What's up, everybody? Welcome to the So On Time podcast. I'm your co-host, Deja. And I'm your other co-host, Dre. We're growing in our relationship with Christ, and we would love for you to be a part of our village and grow with us. This walk with Christ is not easy, so we're here to educate and encourage along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we pray that this message is so on time. Yeah. Welcome back to the So On Time podcast. My name is Dre, and this is Deja, our beautiful co-host. Oh, um, I get a beautiful co-host today. Yep. Wow. Episode five. That's, that'll do it to you, huh? Yeah. We a month in. Doing great. Feeling good. Wow. Uh, but how how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk. Actually, I want you to explain your yesterday. How was your yesterday? My yesterday? Yeah, your yesterday. Oh my goodness, y'all. I had the best day ever yesterday. Uh, okay, so yesterday we dropped the fourth episode. And long story short, we've been having some difficulties just like uploading stuff and mm-hmm. making sure that everything is right. I don't want to get too far in depth with that. Mm-hmm. But yep. that turned out well. Um, so I was super happy. I woke up. And before work, I made a like legit breakfast, and I usually never do that. Sausage, eggs, grits, and toast. Grits. You know that song? No. Uh, Joe Scott. All right. I'm not musically inclined either. Uh, okay. Anywho. So then got to work on time. So on time. <laughs> got to work on time. And then um, I had on some shoes that... My lovely co-host bought me for my birthday, and that was my first time wearing them, and I had my Detroit socks on, and it looked sweet. Actually, I posted on my story, whatever, whenever y'all seeing this, y'all may remember the post. But yeah, I had those shoes on, and if I got it's on your story, they're not going to remember the post. Huh? No, I'm saying by the time they see this, it's definitely not going to be in my story, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, if you saw my story today when we're filming, then you know what I'm talking about. Uh. Um, And then... Something else happened, didn't it? It kept being a good day. Oh, I made a really good dinner. They also gave out. (gasps) My job gave donuts, y'all. The last time they gave donuts was back in February, and we were fasting. So I could not eat the donuts. I was so tempted. I so wanted to break my fast for those donuts, but I got some yesterday, and they slapped. So overall, uh, yesterday was a great day for me. What about you? Oh, uh, yesterday was good. I had a good day. Um, just a, a regular Tuesday. But you mentioned purity recently. And uh, I just want to ask a question about that because one thing I do see people kind of go after when they speak about purity is secular music. And I just wanted to go take on that. Like, how do you feel about when people speak on purity and talking about you can't listen to secular music? People talk about purity. I think that you can definitely listen to secular music, but I think you have to um, be mindful and like discern what that music provokes in you. So first, let me take it back. So in the episode that he's referring to, I mentioned that a few years ago when God was revealing to me purity, looking at it holistically and not just based on like the sexual perspective, not just, you know, abstaining or waiting until marriage to have sex, but considering what you listen to and what you actually watch. 
And I talked about my testimony with music and I shared where I was, but I didn't necessarily highlight on where I am today. So there was a season where I just couldn't listen to anything but gospel or like Christian music, I would Mm. say in general, because it was like Christian rap or Christian hip hop and stuff. Mm. But I'm not in that season anymore. Um, I'm actually like I can listen to secular music and I'm just mindful that like, like I said, the the songs that I was listening to at 6 a.m., this trap rap type stuff, I can't listen to. Right. But if I want to listen to certain Jill Scott songs, such as saying or, you know, other artists, I can do that. But I feel like some people will say that you can't do it and they'll put this strict boundary on you that really the Bible doesn't. But it's because sometimes we don't know our limits and we'll go past that. Like uh, I was talking to somebody that was telling me like they don't drink or whatever and I was trying to explain to them that drinking Mm -hmm. itself is not a sin because you see that in the Bible you see Paul tell Timothy to have a glass of wine or you see Jesus turn water into wine so that lets you know that drinking itself isn't bad the Bible says don't be caught drunken Mm -hmm. but because sometimes we don't know our boundaries people end up getting drunk it's easier to just put the stipulation on you hey just don't drink or for you to take it upon yourself to say i'm not drinking because that's my personal conviction and i know my limits but overall i still struggle even in that with like uh secular music because like sometimes i'll find myself i'll listen to one song that i know spiritually i can handle that's Mm -hmm. not bad for me or not going to provoke like anger or any of the other stuff that i was saying but then it'll lead me to then want to listen to other songs that actually i know isn't good for me so i still deal with that but i've gotten a lot better at it with the music that i listen to it's not nearly what it used to be when i was like in college or whatever but it's a daily struggle type so really just be mindful of like yourself just yeah. just know that be honest yeah you can't listen to secular music just know that you need to be able to control like where your emotions there go, you where go it takes you there you go so if you find yourself i would say listening to a song like some r&b and it's provoking l- lust in you and now you you know are thinking about things that you shouldn't think about that you might want to turn that song off or maybe right. you can't listen to that artist or you know you right. need to kind of reel it back in but yeah just be honest about where you are in your walk and like basically make decisions based on your conviction. Cause there's times there are songs that I'll think about listening to. And I'll know for a fact that God is like, no, I'm not, you, you can't listen to this because gotcha. you already know what time it is. Yep. So, yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for shedding light on that. Helping me understand that a little bit more. Cause I always feel like when people say, Oh, you can't listen like sacred music and everything like that. It's like, I don't know. I always felt a little away about that. So uh, thank you. Why do you feel a way about it? I don't know. I just feel like um, people kind of just put this stigma on uh, a lot of things that revolve around Christianity. And I feel like purity is one of them that I'm seeing a lot more of. And it's just like people are so quick to tell you what you can't be doing without explaining Mm. it. So it's just kind of like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing this. Like the whole idea, like sex and everything like that, people go ahead and explain. But people don't always explain like why you shouldn't be doing things that like please your flesh and then like another one that people are going out there because it's just easy to say without explaining this secular music uh you just brought up a good point and i think that's good because a lot of people do tell you in the christ or in the church or whatever the things that you can't do and i always say if you're going to take something from someone you need to give them an alternative so if i if i like trap music and i know mm-hmm. that about myself i like this type of music then i need to have an alternative and i thank god that we that christian 
music in general has evolved. So now you do have like all of these different artists that provide a similar sound to some of your mainstream like secular artists. But yeah, if you t- if you tell someone, oh, you shouldn't be listening to secular music, you better be. I'm not gonna say you better be ready to give them a play to another playlist, but take that into consideration. Because if you just tell someone to stop something cold turkey, I feel like that can be very difficult if you don't give them something to replace it with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, so last episode, I the episode really was dedicated to me explaining part of my testimony and that being the music testimony. And also just kind of explaining how So On Time started me kind of getting that revelation from God and what we were going through. So we've talked about how the year 2021 was difficult for us, but we haven't like really gone into depth about 2021 so do you want to today talk about what 2021 was like for you it was a lot going on as far as uh, I mentioned before that I was goal goal oriented and I didn't keep God in my decisions so uh, I was coming to a screeching halt in that and um, it led to a lot of uh, different things a lot of difficult uh, things that I had to think about. Um, one of those was uh, basketball. Um, I've been chasing this dream for a while now, and uh, that came to a, a halt. Uh, had an injury, and it, it just led me to think about that maybe uh, that's not something I should really be pursuing. So the idea or like the drive in my life now is switching. Uh, also, in that um, I was preparing to. Uh, split with my current ex. Um, there was a lot of things going on, and I didn't prepare correctly in that, and I found myself being homeless. So I didn't have to fall back on my brothers and sisters, which then led to me moving from the state that I was residing in. And leaning on them led me to feel another way as far as just like, I don't know, being the oldest, you kind of got that stigma to, you know, you got to act a certain way or be a certain example. I'm the second oldest, but... Um, you got to be the leader. You got to yeah, be the, be one the to figure things yeah, out. Yeah, be the leader. And I found myself weird, weird, in the process of, like, I don't know. During that time, uh, I was dealing with a lot of mental battles, and uh, I still wasn't really going to God about anything. I was really just trying, like, oh, I'll figure it out. Like, uh, I can just fall back on this. And, uh, yeah, nothing was working. And I found myself uh, at my job having a mental breakdown and uh, eventually got into it with my boss, so I ended up walking out. And in the midst of that, what was going on, we was fasting around that time. And I was walking along this freeway, and I found a hill. And I was just on the hill sobbing uh, pretty painfully. And just saying, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And um, I wound up calling my family and my friends. And uh, I had a really touching conversation with my dad. And uh, it just led me to pray. And I would say that the conversation itself didn't lead me to pray. But being in this fast and being uh, upfront with, like, God and everything like that led me to prayer. And um, it got me it got me in a, in a better place, a better mindset. Um, I wound up mending things with the job and everything like that. And I, I kind of was just like taking, taking my mental back and uh, leaning on somebody that I should have been leaning on from the first place, which is God. I wound up getting a church home. During that process, I was having a lot of conversation with my friends and with my family. 
And those conversations would just be like mentioned and brought up in multiple different ways. At this time, my friend was helping me out with a favor, and we, he he's curious about he's curious about religion and everything like that. So we just had like a quick conversation, and it was just like about the commandments. And I was just like telling him like you got to have love, like the love that you you have is given to you by God, and then you take that love and you spread it to other people. And um, that was like one part of the conversation, and then. I go talk to our pa- my pastor now, and that's all he's kind of like really explaining to me about the commandments and everything like that. And it just shows like the little feeling that I had like of God in me, I was already spreading to like he's conf- he's confirming me in that way that okay I'm I'm walking along this right path I'm getting closer to him. And uh, in this same meeting, I'm being shown that. Church is good, and here's the reason why. Because a lot of people just, like, go to church and don't really get involved in it and just think that, like, you know, everything should just be good just because, like, they go to church and everything like that. Like, oh, I just showed up on Sunday, and um, I should be going through my week feeling good and better and everything like that. But, like, sometimes you really just got to you gotta be willing to fellowship in that. And mm, Hold on, hold on, hold on past the Deacon, Deacon Trey. That's so good. That is so good because oh my, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to cut you off, but that's really good because people don't fellowship. And what what I'm hearing you say is in you fellowshipping uh, or, you know, talking to the men, because these are all men that you're talking about when you were having these meetings mm-hmm. and you speaking to them, they all confirmed this is literally what I think I said on the first episode or the second one, yeah. um, that for for you to confirm if you're actually in a good church home, uh, they should basically be giving you confirmation of things well, that you already heard yeah, from God. Right, and yeah. there were conversations you were having with God. There were conversations you were having with other people. And then all of a sudden you talk to pastor and he's saying literally the exact same yep. thing. But I think that's so good that you pointed that out, that when you're in a church, like don't just go sit in the don't just sit in the congregation like actually fellowship with people and get to know them but i'm Mm. sorry go ahead finish your story these are conversations i was having with my friends and family that the pastor and the people that he surrounds himself with are confirming with me i never met these people and they really want to get to know me and they're just trying to understand like where my head is at where i want to grow and uh kind of just like pick my brain so um like you just mentioned uh getting confirmation and confirming these wasn't these wasn't in a different way, these wasn't things that I was bringing to God directly, like I wasn't praying about it, but I was open enough and having these conversations with my friends and family that God went ahead and confirmed it as well. Like, you're doing the right, you're in the right space, just kind of just be here for right now and grow in this. So, uh, that's that 2021 kind of led up to this happening, where it was just like, we are going, we're kind of going through the same thing at the same time, just in different ways. And maybe we can help other people out. And one of the big things about me is kind of like what led to 2021. And we can get into that on on a different uh, day. But one of the biggest things was college for me. And um, I had a lot of resentment in my heart for my coach. And during this maturity led me to have the confidence to actually go up and talk to him. And I'm sitting here thinking, because I'm sitting here thinking that this man ain't going to listen. He's not going to take the time out. And the conversation is really just not going to be a conversation. It's really, I'm going to say something, and he's going to like sit there and protect himself. And that wasn't the conversation at all. Granted, that I wasn't 100% transparent with him 
in that, but I was 100% transparent with them and what, how I was feeling. Like, I didn't bring up, oh, when this happened, what happened? When this happened, why would you do that? But I let him know how I was feeling during my tenure there at our, at our D1 uh, university. And he was straight up honest and let me know. And we had a very sit-down, honest conversation. We both got a, some growth out of that. And being here and listening to God and having that confidence to actually go up to the school and do that was uh, really a big part of uh, what's been going on now. So... Yeah, that's my 2021 uh, testimony of how I seen how God was moving in my life and why. And that's why I feel confident and understanding that I can sit here and say that I don't know where I'm going or what's going to go, what's going to happen. But I do trust and believe that God is going to make a way for me. I just need to wait and listen. That's so good. <laughs> that's all I can say is like, that's so good. And I feel like you had a very... So we talked, he just talked about 2020 and 2021, but I'm sure at some point God is going to like lay it on your heart to talk about your life, mm -hmm. that, that whole testimony, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And just like some of the other things that you've been through, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it's time. But, uh, you said a lot of good stuff and I remember though, I remember how nervous you were. Remember, we went back and forth before you had that conversation with your old coach. Yes. It took a while, and but, like, you faced your fears. Like, you confronted that. So how did you feel? Like, did you feel any different at all after you had the conversation? Um, I didn't feel different right after. But when I sat back and think, thought about it, just like now, the growth that we had in that conversation and the ability to, you know, feel like get that confirmation that like you know he's proud that we was mm. able to have that conversation yeah. and he is open to having that conversation like he's glad he's happy that we actually had it that like mm -hmm. we came back and every I came back and we actually sat down and talked um and he even in that it was like yeah I was frustrated but I, I wish I handled it in a different way so like in a way like I, I said sorry about how the way I acted and he also says sorry about the way he coached I think that's dope though because First of all, as a man, not even as a man, just as a person in general, like to have that type of integrity to go back and right your wrongs. Like you could have gone through your whole life because you didn't. The one part that you left out is um, why did you why did you have to go back and have this conversation with this coach? Like what happened? What decision did you make that led to you having to go back and apologize for what you did? I walked out on a full ride scholarship to a private one of the best business private institutes in the country, and um, mm. I I did it kind of like with like no hesitation. Uh, I feel like I made a mistake in that because it's it's where I wanted to be. Um, I have a beautiful friend here, and hey, I, have, I got two beautifuls today. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, right, like ahead. I said, um, I have a beautiful friend. Oh, no, we here. keeping that. I'm sorry, go ahead. But we gonna we gonna keep it all. Keep uh, yeah, we snap to we snap get everything to, together. so we get the spike not, in not audio, to, so yeah. we know how to edit. But go ahead, yeah. keep going. But um, I have a, like I said, say it one more time. You got a what? I have a beautiful friend here, and I have beautiful friends that I still talk to from uh, my tenure at college and. I Amen wish I would have. I wish I would have grown with them a little bit more, um, 
instead of just leaving when the going got tough. I should have understood that this man was really just trying to get me to go. And he was probably having a hard time with that. All my coaches always had a hard time with that. And it took me years to mature and understand that that's what was going on. Like, he just really didn't know what button to push. And I'm a very interesting character. Um, a lot of people, even a person sitting next to me, will, underst will understandably say that if you want to know Dre characteristic-wise, he's Dre. Like, it's really hard to put a, uh, like, a There thing is no way him. to describe Dre other than you just have to observe him. You just got to witness him. Yeah. So I didn't really take in th that into consideration. I felt um, like I, I owe this man an apology. Um, I think that's great and, that you apologized. Uh, and also I would have grown with a lot more people and matured probably faster because I had a, there was a, even though I didn't turn to these people all the time, like I said, the, the relationship, the friends that I do have now, they always try to make sure that, you know, how you're looking at things right now might not be the the end all be all, but really just kind of like push yourself through. And if I would have just like stayed under that and talked through them, through my decision of like how like unhappy I am about what's going on, I it probably would have worked out and would have made me a better man in the process. But again, I'm getting it now, so that's all good. You're but. getting it now. That's all that matters. Because that's one of the hardest things to do, to have to go back and apologize, especially because you start to play in your mind how this conversation is going to go. I'm going to mm -hmm. say this, and then this person is going to say this, and then you can kind of like psych yourself out of, out Which of taking I did a that lot. step. I did a lot. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a big weight off my shoulder, too. So yeah. I guess that would have been, been a great... Uh, answer to the question that you had earlier but it, yeah. if I felt lighter I felt freer um and it would be like a lot of restless nights where I would just be tossing and turning and thinking about my tenure in college and uh I have not thought about it really wow. getting the revelation right now I have not thought you, about we like, have not had this no conversation <laughs> yeah that's I haven't, so I good haven't, I haven't been restless or like upset or just like mad or confused about like what went on since I had that conversation. That Ever since that conversation, all the only thing I've been thinking about is like when I, when can I buy a ticket? <laughs> like when when are they going to be in the area so I can just go watch them? But play? that's so dope because now your mindset is I want to support them and you know you want to go watch them play when they come here to Michigan or whatever. I just think that's so cool that you just got a revelation literally on this podcast and we when we decided to do this podcast y'all we're sharing our walk but y'all don't understand how therapeutic this is for us there right now in real time in real life we've been going through things I'm not gonna say we I've been going through things and trying to find answers to certain situations and I went to my dad and I'm like you know you know he's giving me advice and he's like Deja listen to y'all podcast <laughs> listen to what you just said in the podcast listen <laughs> to the titles like you're answering your own questions so this is already we're only on episode five but this has already been therapeutic and you just got a whole revelation and you're able to if another student athlete is listening to this and they're going through a hard time because you're going to go through it what he said was basically I was 
I was in a difficult situation. I didn't have full understanding. And so then I made a decision to leave. And hopefully I pray that if there's an, if there's someone else that's listening to this, that you stick it out. If you have that type of opportunity, um, unless where you're at is really just detrimental to your physical or like mental health, uh, talk to some people before you make a decision to just walk out on an amazing opportunity. And by the grace of God, like, you know, you still have managed to have a good life even after making that decision. But for some people that may not be the case, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And you don't want to just make a rash decision in the midst of you being frustrated. I just want to go ahead and say uh, that I feel like this with the people that are struggling in any sport that you have in, on any type of level um, who really, you know, it is messing with your mental, not your physical or your spiritual, but like your mental is kind of taking a toll because of this really, be open and honest about what you're going through with the per person that's controlling that for you, your coach. The way that you might be thinking about it doesn't really matter. You're in a relationship. This is a relationship. Mm. You're a, this is a player-coach relationship for this team. This is your family, and you need to help grow. And with everything that you do, with any relationship that you get in, work, school, family, friends, girlfriend, you need to have a conversation with the person that's in power because they don't know you if you don't be honest with them. So go ahead and just be honest. So your part in wisdom, what I took from that is basically to communicate better. I just want to say thank you. This is only episode five, but I just want to say if you've made it to this point in the episode, thank you for everyone who has followed us on social media, who has shared our stuff, who uh, has subscribed to the YouTube, any and everything that you've done. We appreciate you. We appreciate the support. You hurt your hand. I saw that. We appreciate just the love and the support and the encouragement that we've already received. So thank you for listening. Have a great day.